you that is creating a negative connotation with the word as an example like if you're someone who does that here's my advice don't do that like literally just don't do that Hey hotties and welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest the podcast. Hope you are having an absolutely ripper of a day today. Uh-huh. My name's Amanda, you can call me a duck dog millionaire and today, look I'm not sitting across from her but we are both here. Uh, I'm here with Miss Cara Arini, my beautiful co-host. Hello. Hello. We are not in the same room. Can you believe it? This is our first virtual uh, podcast recording, like for, for us two at least. Yeah, I feel like we need to do a little bit of a life update. Do you want to give a little life update on what's going on? Um, Well, yeah, what I was going to be honest about is that I was going to – I am enjoying the Melbourne cooler weather for six weeks at the moment, and I'm loving it Mm. so far. I've been here for, um, like, what, five days now out of the six weeks? Yeah. And it's lovely. I'm wearing a hoodie. Yesterday I was on a work call, and because everyone knows that I live in Queensland, they were like, why are you wearing a jumper? What's going on? And I was like, I'm in Melbourne. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm in Melbourne for six weeks. I'm just kind of had a lot going on here because, obviously, this is where I'm originally from. So I figured that I would basically couch hop for six weeks and just, like, hang out and be like, ooh, I'm going to work remote because I work remotely anyway. Um so that's what I'm doing, and that's why we're, we're recording remotely. Um, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a sleigh that we're gonna make this happen, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I'm like kind of excited for the challenge, and I'm also kind of like it's a fun way for us to catch up with each other. Like yeah. literally before we started recording this, we planned to start recording this episode 45 <laughs> minutes ago, but then we got on the phone call on Facetime, and we were like just chatting shit about our lives. And that's five so days after. Like, that's five days yeah. after we haven't seen each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That's what's kind of uh, going on at the moment. And also, whilst Kara's away, my boyfriend has moved in uh, with me. So that's fun Lovely. and fresh as well. Mm. Yeah, it's quite nice. So I guess that's what you have to be honest about. Yeah. What do you have to be honest about? I have to be honest. I'm feeling in like kind of this love bubble at the moment mm. because I just spent the past weekend uh, with my boyfriend and his family on like a family vacay. And I literally have never done that before. Like I've never had a partner that I've gone on like a family holiday with. And I was really nervous beforehand. Uh, but I, I think it went really well. Like I had a really nice time and it was really lovely to be able to connect with his family and that kind of thing. And I just had this like super warm feeling when we were driving home that I was I was just like, oh, my God, it's actually just so nice to feel like. I have this like extension to my family Mm. now, if that makes sense. It's like a really, really beautiful feeling. And yeah, I'm feeling just like very loved up and very happy uh, in that regard, which is nice. Yeah. It's like you gained a family basically, which is like kind of the beautiful part of, um, I mean, obviously if if your partner is close to their family or has a family that they see, that's the beautiful part Mm. of getting a partner, right? Is like gaining these people that you love kind of like by association like the fact that like they're now just your family too that's really nice 
We love a love bubble. We do. (laughs) Do you want to share what we're going to be talking about in today's episode? I'm very excited for this episode, by the way. Yeah. So basically, we've we've spoken a lot in the past. Um, By that, I mean, like, probably way towards the beginning of this podcast. Um, We've spoken Mm -hmm. a lot about body positivity and, you know, this idea of, like, you know, what it means to be body positive and like what what our feelings and thoughts and experiences are around it and then I guess Mm. like maybe over the past few years we've our opinions have kind of shifted a bit or our viewpoint has kind of shifted a bit and that's kind of happened as we have discovered slash learned about this idea called body neutrality which we have mentioned Mm. a few times in the podcast um and that's basically about the fact that, you know, your body, you don't have to love your body, but you don't have to hate your body. You just have to have a body and mm. be fine living with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you think that's a good way yeah, to totally. kind of describe it? Yeah, I agree. I think like, for example, like five years ago, uh, the whole body positivity movement, I feel, was really like coming to the surface. Mm. And a lot of people were starting to share things about their body, like online in particular, that perhaps they don't like but they're learning to embrace and like here's why you should love your stretch marks here's why you should love your tummy here's why you should love all these things that aren't societally uh acceptable you know Mm. uh in a way and when we talk about this when Cara and I talk about this in this episode we really talk from the viewpoint as women uh with experiences as women so this is mainly what we're talking about but obviously this does apply to people of other genders as well of course i i think that the body positivity movement was really like you need to love your body you need to embrace it you need to Mm. celebrate it all of these things whereas body neutrality yeah it really speaks to more of just like not focusing on our bodies as much yes and it's funny because we're going to spend a whole episode talking (laughs) about our bodies today but hopefully uh you can learn a bit about like our opinions on I guess why we try and lean into body neutrality a lot more and perhaps why body neutrality is something that is actually more positive than body positivity in terms of how people feel Mm. about themselves um, and things like that. Yeah, I I completely agree with all of that. And I think, you know, your point about um, like body neutrality not making your body the focus of like discussions Mm. and the focus of, I guess, like how you feel. Like I think body positivity really took this turn, like you said, maybe a few years ago where – we really were just really overemphasizing every little part of mm-hmm. our body. We were overemphasizing stretch marks. We were overemphasizing, you know, like belly fat. And we were overemphasizing like hip dips and stuff like that. And it's just like, and then, and then were, everyone was trying to emphasize it in a positive way. Don't get me wrong. And like it yeah. obviously came from a really positive place. But I think it almost went to this other end of the spectrum where in trying to be positive about it, all we were doing was focusing on how we looked and all we were doing totally. was focusing on, you know, what is beautiful and like how you should always feel beautiful. And like body neutrality kind of, in my mind at least, steps away from that and says, you don't need to think your stretch marks, your belly, your arms, your boobs, your hip dips are beautiful. You can, but you just need to know that they're not actually important in the grand scheme of who you are in your life. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's also very interesting. So we asked our listeners on Instagram uh, about how 
the body positivity movement has affected them. 63% of people said it was helpful, 16% said it was harmful, and 21% said it doesn't affect them in any way. This honestly kind of surprised me. It's it's good to mm-hmm. know that body positivity is helping uh, a lot of people with their relationship with their body. But I guess like I'm curious, like I definitely have my own opinions on how the body positivity movement online has affected me. But like, Cara, do you feel like there's any ways that it has affected you in a helpful or a harmful way? I wouldn't say, I definitely wouldn't say that body positivity as a whole has been more harmful to me or sorry, has been Mm -hmm. harmful to me as a whole. I definitely think there has been a... And I'm, I do think a lot about the fact that, because this is where I get a lot of my information from, like the influences I follow and stuff like that, the ones who I consciously follow because they have maybe bodies that look more like mine and people who like wear things that I never mm-hmm. thought that I would be able to wear because I have a bigger body and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that in that capacity, um, there are a, there was a lot of positivity that came from it for me um, and very helpful. But I also definitely feel like and honestly more so maybe in the past few years like we mentioned there's been a lot more harm coming from it because it's like a lot Mm. more people jumping for lack of a better word on the bandwagon there's a lot more Mm. um content that people are using because it's trendy because you know it gets likes and this is such a cynical view but it gets likes it gets views it makes people Mm -hmm. like follow and stuff like that and like that is just a fact because you know with this movement if you want to call it like there's people there's eyes on it and people are going to use Mm. it and um that kind of comes with people who take up a lot of space where maybe the space Mm. isn't necessarily um there to take up in that way um Mm. so yeah i think that i'm probably more like a at this point honestly i'm probably more of like a 50 50 helpful harmful um Mm. and maybe over time it's shifted from like more helpful to more harmful if that makes sense what about you yeah yeah I feel like overall it's probably been more harmful for me I I would say that I come from the space of someone who is very insecure though and has always had an issue with having a bad body image but Mm. I think that something that has really been harmful to me as someone who is I mean I don't even know what you call me some people say I'm in like a mid-sized body I don't even know but I found it really difficult the way like I would I would see people talking about things so as some examples are hip dips uh having a flat bum uh people call like the front part of the female body like it goes from like your lower tummy to your vagina area uh like a koala pouch I don't know Mm. if anyone's heard these things but like these are things that I never felt insecure about Mm. in my body like I never thought about these things I never thought that they were odd and then I would see people online who are more conventionally attractive and Mm. societally attractive than I am or who have bodies that are more acceptable by society I would see these people posting photos of things like this, posting photos of their flat bum, posting photos of uh, their hip dips and then being like, Mm. it's okay if you have these things, you're still beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, was I supposed to not think I was beautiful 
yeah in the first place you know what I mean like I I feel as though you know in this way this is the way in my opinion the body positivity movement is harmful because you have people who and all insecurities are valid I Mm. understand that everyone has insecurities but you have people who are more conventionally attractive or more societally attractive and fit that mold pointing out things online that they're insecure about to they're coming from a positive space of trying to make people feel more accepted, trying to be honest and, and all of these things. Mm. But in turn, it can point out things about people that they perhaps never thought about in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. It's like pointing pointing out things that actually, I don't want to say no one is, um, you know, that judgmental of but it's not it's not like a a widely accepted like idea of like a a widely accepted judgment and like we have a lot of people who are and like honestly like I think the part for me that really probably bothers me more is the fact that there are a lot of um smaller people people who who, like you said are in like very conventional bodies but conventionally attractive bodies um who are really kind of like I guess leading in some way this kind of like charge Mm. of like body positivity and stuff like that and like you said everyone has insecurities and that's valid everyone is allowed to have insecurities everyone's allowed to say i don't like this about my body or this thing is my body has been made fun of in the past or i felt really insecure and i don't need to that's obviously so valid but it's about the um Mm. the idea that uh pointing it out I don't know, maybe for the sake of getting validation back, maybe for the sake of joining, mm. you know, a chorus of people who are trying to be in a movement and, like, wanting to join in and just really thinking mm. about, like, is this your space to do so and how much are you doing it and how much is, like, too much, taking up too much space. I definitely understand yeah. what you mean because, like, you know, I think on the one hand, like, there is a space for people to say, like, hey, like, if you've ever wondered this about your body and you thought that was weird, actually, like, a lot of women have it, like, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a space mm-hmm. for that. But like you said, like, I, we've talked so much in, like, like privately about things that we've both never, ever, ever, ever thought about that have only come mm. up for us as insecurities or as even, like, thoughts in our mind based off, you know, reels and TikToks and Instagram posts and stuff like that, YouTube videos. And it's like, yeah. at that point, it is doing more harm than good because at that point, you're pointing out another thing for someone to be conscious of when they look in the mirror. And mm. that is literally the opposite of a what body positivity or body neutrality, either one. Like, it's just causing yeah. more harm. Um, so it's very interesting. And it's also a very touchy subject. And, like, I, I think, like, it does bring up a lot of hard conversations and like differing opinions and Mm. we feel like we feel the need to say very very like obviously like everyone is allowed to feel insecure everyone is allowed to feel positively about their body everyone is allowed to say I have had you know struggles with x and now I'm learning to Mm. love that or learning to live with that and that is so valid um but I think because everyone has insecurities and because everyone has struggled with this in some capacity, it makes it a very touchy subject to say, well, where do, do where do people, certain people fit within the movement and where do, where do, where is too much space being taken up and what is actually helping and what is harming? Yeah, totally. I really hear what you're saying because, you know, on the one hand, like I sometimes can feel frustrated, you know, 
seeing in the past I've like followed influencers and I've done this shit like five years ago when the body positivity movement was like the whole thing online and everyone was sharing photos of themselves in swimwear and everyone was talking about you know why they're choosing to love their body and stuff Mm. like that you know I felt the desire to do that as someone who works in an online space right Mm. like it's it was a trendy thing to do and still is a trendy thing to do to talk positively about your body right and at the end of the day when it comes to like social media and Mm. stuff like that people who are working online have a business that they are running (laughs) and they need to be engaging with what is popular right and it's like we can't place the full blame on these people who are just trying to do uh, what their audience wants. Yeah, and I think also, I think also, there's a place for it to be like if you're seeing a lot of powerful things online that are just like you know you're enjoying the reels, you're enjoying the posts and stuff like that, and you're a content creator, you're going to get inspired to a degree. I think there's also a space for that to be true as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like some people online that I follow, or, ha- or have followed in the past who are very focused on their body or perhaps like being against diet culture or creating a healthy relationship with food and all of these kind of things, which like I see a lot of this in the vegan space, for example. Mm. A lot of these people are doing so because it is popular with their audience and it brings more people to their page. And I've seen this in the past, right? Like Mm. a a few years ago, I was making a lot of videos about like intuitive eating because intuitive eating was very trendy. And like, I, to be honest, still eat intuitively, but I don't really talk about it as much because Mm. I realized the fact that it's like actually not super achievable for everyone, right? Because like I was, you know, living a life where it was just me I was a single gal I wasn't relying Mm. on anyone else I wasn't having to feed anyone else I had access to all this food etc so I realized how like that was so niche to my life however it attracted a lot of people similar to me who wanted to learn to eat intuitively and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and it's the same thing as we see with the that girl routines it's the same thing that we've seen with the body positivity thing it's like there are, you know, influencers who are living in a size eight body, for example, who are talking about their insecurities and the way that their body looks different at certain times of the month or day or anything like that. And there are a lot of women who are in a similar size body who feel really inspired and seen by that content. So of course mm-hmm. they engage with that content and then in turn, that influencer is going to create more of that because they are helping people. And that's the thing, like we, even though, I personally think that we all need to start talking about our bodies less and perhaps Mm. start, you know, uh, talking about who we are as people a lot more. I do think that, like, we have to acknowledge the fact that we're living in a society that, like, wants us to hate our bodies because it, you know, sells products, sells services and all of that kind of stuff, you know. And and the thing that sucks is, like, then you have, you know, influencers for example who then are marketing products because that's what they have to do to make money Mm. um about you know health things you know and like the literally the number of emails that i get as someone who's in the food space about like products that are designed for like intermittent fasting and like detoxes yeah weight loss any of these kind of things is crazy right the amount of products that are out there is crazy and i think like 
we're all trying to survive in this weird world and (laughs) it is really really hard as a woman to not only deal with society's expectations of how you're supposed to be but also what you're supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and then there's the added pressure of uh, if you are someone who works online then there's the pressure of it being that person's responsibility for how they make other people feel which it is their responsibility in some capacity but there's also the fact that like society is set up for us to hate ourselves in the first place and to need to see this content in order to feel better does that make sense what i'm saying i feel like i'm rambling a lot yeah yeah no it makes sense and i also think that like and i think we might have touched on this before when we've talked about maybe like influences and social media and stuff but it's really important to remember that like i think we can look at and i'm not trying to be like well what was the influences like everyone someone think of the influences like I'm not trying to be like that but like you know it's important to remember that they are humans and they're humans with insecurities and they're humans who are marketed to in the same way that we're all marketed to they're humans that you know feel certain ways about their body and like maybe like even if they do say publicly oh like love your body love this like I'm I felt insecure today and they're sharing that like they're still they're still susceptible to being really insecure and like maybe thinking Mm. like even like education wise like maybe thinking the detox and stuff is fine maybe thinking that wellness you know quote-unquote wellness products are good and stuff like that and like you know all these little insidious ways and this goes back to marketing these insidious ways that we are told feel better feel healthier but really it's like you know lose weight lose weight that kind of thing or like you know Mm -hmm. um lower like make your body like more toned or do this or change your body in this way like they can like marketing is so sneaky because like it's literally just like trying to sell us this idea that Mm. doesn't sound like exactly what it is and that's like for example detox teas is exactly that detox teas say you know get rid of your bloat and it's like no you're drinking a tea most of the time that has laxatives in it and you're not eating as Mm. much you're losing weight yes you maybe there's a little bit of like water weight or bloat that's going away but most of the time it's just that you're it's making you lose weight and i think marketing Mm. comes sorry influencer marketing comes into that because that's a really really smart way to do it because you know, we connect these people who are posting body positivity things and then we trust them. And so we say, mm. okay, well, they say to love myself. They're really, really positive. They're really loving. They're very accepting. And they're doing a detox tea. It must be fine. And that's not on mm. the – I mean, it's on the influencer a little bit, but only to a degree. Which is the thing, like – being an influencer is like a perfectly fine thing to do and we see people <laughs> creating a lot of positive difference in the world, you know, influencing other people on social media. I think it becomes like a bit of a complex conversation when you go, okay, like whose responsibility is it for how content makes people feel and what like purchasing decisions or decisions it makes for people mm. to have in their lives? Like is it the responsibility of the influencer? Is it the responsibility of the brand? Is it the responsibility of the consumer? Or is it the responsibility of society in a whole? And I think for me, like the answer is honestly society as a whole because I don't think that it is one person's responsibility for how they've been made to feel their entire lives. Like, you know, I literally can't remember a time in my life feeling good about my body and like that's that comes from the age like obviously as a kid I wasn't thinking about it but as soon as I had access to media I heard I was observing people talking about their bodies in a certain way I I've always been taught that no you don't love your body yeah 
And so, you want to and so your body. even, yeah, totally. Mm. And so, even though it's like there is a responsibility of an influencer, like you said, everyone is human, and also everyone is trying to get that bag. You know, <laughs> like it's not like we can like all just go. It's not like all brands can go, okay, we're just going to stop selling products and we're going to put all these people out of a job because like money is one of the most stressful things in the world to deal with. So it's like, what is the answer? Like, I literally don't know what the answer is. Do you feel like you have any I, I, okay, kind I definitely of, don't like, have the answer. Idea? I'm not going to say that. No, well, well <laughs> you, you are Cara Arredi. You have the answers for a lot of things. So. <laughs> no, I definitely don't have the answer. But I think like it's, it's funny because I do think I definitely used to – be way more of like this idealist not idealistic but like maybe I don't know I would be like companies should be more responsible influencers should be more responsible like it's everyone's responsibility but now and I still definitely think that like in an ideal world um you know we wouldn't be marketed to with these like really gross products that are told like that they're wellness but really they're just weight loss and like they do things differently and they hide things from us and stuff like that or like they have like really awful marketing techniques that kind of prey on insecurities and also in an ideal world every influencer would be very self-aware and very educated and knowledgeable knowledgeable about what they're marketing but I think Mm -hmm. in the world we're living in and this is the most realistic scenario that I think we have our only real option is to be educated and self-aware and um conscious of it ourselves as consumers and to be very you know very very conscious of who we're following what we're buying what we're doing like what space we're coming from and that's not like that's something like I don't I can't do that all the time but I think if you put that responsibility on yourself and you say like okay like no one's going to stop trying to market me like skinny me tees because like that's a multi-billion dollar Mm. industry but what I can do is I can start start working on the part of me that's like or the way that I perceive like why I'd want to buy that or the way why I'd want to follow someone who markets a heap of like weight loss products and stuff like that I think we have to put Mm. that personal responsibility on ourselves because that's the only way that it's actually going to make a change because no one else is going to change it for us if that makes sense Mm. yeah I totally agree and I think that also opens up the conversation of like communicating with people in your community and in your circle Mm. you know about talking positively about your body or just like not commenting on people's bodies in general like for example I play a lot of community sport as we know and I play a lot of community sport with women of all ages and something that I've noticed is the way that women um, have talked badly about their bodies Mm -hmm. and how it is so normalized right because it's in the fitness space and you know we're all wearing activewear we're all working out and when we talk about fitness we tend to put fitness with a certain body type right and it's very interesting um hearing the way that people talk about their bodies and I think rather than I guess in a way like for example if someone says to me like oh I'm just like feeling like really fat you know Mm. because people love to use fat as a bad describing word which (laughs) by the way fat isn't an insult fat is just what some people are and that's literally fine (laughs) (laughs) but like we have such like a negative connotation right so like when people say that our immediate response that we've been grown up with is like no you're not fat yeah whereas instead we can kind of create that conversation around like for example with me and like the sporting space create that conversation around feeling fit and feeling healthy and feeling nourished and like all of these things Mm. 
and focusing on like the feeling rather than how people look if that makes sense and I think like community is so important and I think we see this with how people you know become in online communities and stuff like that as a way to connect and I think that a really positive thing we can start doing is in our actual communities in real life like creating that safe space to uh, feel good in our bodies feel empowered in our bodies and all of those things and not talk negatively about them because the thing is is like you know for example if I was still friends with people that I was friends with for example 10 years ago I wouldn't be in the space that I am now to talk mm-hmm. openly about my body and talk openly about body image issues and stuff like that whereas the circle of people I'm around now have encouraged me to be able to do so and, and talk about these things safely and I think that you're right when it comes to like personal responsibility unfortunately we can't rely on society to Mm -hmm. change itself but we can rely on ourselves to create that change within ourselves and and not be so susceptible to what society and marketing is telling us which it can be a really hard thing to do you know I think uh, we've spoken about this a bit in the past like for me, uh, one of the biggest things I struggled with in regards to being marketed to is like, you know, buying new clothing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like seeing things online and thinking, wow, that looks so good on that person or seeing things on my friends and being like, wow, that looks so good on that person. But like consciously making a choice for myself to like stop buying as much clothing has been a really positive thing for me. And it's something that I now will talk about to other people mm-hmm. in that way. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think it's that... <laughs> personal personal responsibility I think is a really good idea and I think that if you are in the influencer space like me personally I have a lot of things that I wish that I had never said a lot of content that I wish I'd never put Mm. out in regards to a few different things but a lot of it was to do with um, talking about my body when I was in a very conventionally attractive body talking about my body like it was revolutionary that I was okay with the way that I looked Mm mm-hmm I have a lot of regret about that because now as I'm in a bit of a bigger body than I was back then, I feel I feel the difference in how that kind of content makes me feel. Mm. And I think that that is something that we can all be mindful of is, you know, I personally, for example, like when skinny people say like, oh my God, I look so fat. It's like you that is creating a negative connotation with the word as an example. Like if you're someone who does that, here's my advice. Don't do that. Like literally just don't do that. And I think that like <laughs> anyway, I, I need to stop. I need to stop ranting about this because I'll no, just keep. Okay. I think that that leads, on. <laughs> I think that leads really well into the topic of like the conversation around um is it okay to want to intentionally change your body? Because I do think that Mm. with this whole like hyper body positivity movement, like all that stuff that's happening, like that we've been talking about, it has become like taboo and almost like shameful to say like, I want to lose weight or like, I want to, you know, change this about myself. Like I want to tone this part of my body or like I'd, even, even if we're talking about, like, and this is a whole other conversation, even if we're talking about, like, cosmetic surgery and stuff like that, like, mm. wanting to enhance or change parts of your body has become a very taboo topic. Um, and I think it kind of leads into this feeling of, I don't know, like, you feel shame for the way, I say you, I mean, like, we 
feel and I have felt shame about the way that I've looked but I've also felt shamed about Mm. wanting to change the way I looked because it's like I should feel confident and I shouldn't feel like um pressured to change I should it's like almost Mm -hmm. embarrassing it feels embarrassing and shameful to say you know all these things that people say or like these ways that I feel have gotten to me and I feel like I'm not good enough quote unquote good enough Mm. in the body I'm in Mm -hmm. so I want to change it but then you know if I don't if I don't change it I feel shamed in some in other ways or ashamed whether it's from myself or from outwardly Mm. in the body I'm in so it's like it's hard to navigate that and I, I, what's your opinion on that like do you think well, how do you feel about you know people who want to intentionally change their body and how have you felt about it in the past as well okay so here's the thing I think <laughs> we it's totally fine to want to change your body mm-hmm. I think the harmful thing is the way that we've been taught to change our body in such a dramatic way yeah and taught to do things like eight-week challenges or taught to do things like uh be in such a deep, deep calorie deficit that mm-hmm. we are under eating and starving our body of the nutrients that it needs uh, to be over-exercising because we feel like we need to do that to compensate. All of these things are such unhealthy behaviors. I don't mm-hmm. think that wanting to change your body to, you know, whether you want to gain weight, lose weight, gain muscle, lose muscle, these are not things that are necessarily bad. Again, we live in a society that makes us want to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's okay if we feel like we need to do them in order to feel a li- little bit better in ourselves and get through the fucking day. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, I think the difference comes from like kind of what you just said. Like if there's a lot of people and a lot of, I guess, like recommended ways to do this, which is like a very dramatic, very, um, for lack of a better word, like unhealthy way, an unsustainable mm-hmm. way of losing weight or whatever, changing your body. And I think the issue isn't with wanting to change your body. The issue is with wanting to change your body at the expense of all other parts of your life. Because, I mean, as Mm. I've mentioned, like I've, when I was in my early 20s, like I calorie counted and I was in like a huge calorie deficit. And like that literally made me depressed. I was very like unwell, like in terms of like my iron was low. Like I was, um, tired all the time I couldn't focus like I literally wasn't eating enough food and I was also just Mm. like falling into this like binge cycle like binging and then like restricting and stuff like that it was really 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 unhealthy and Mm -hmm. I'm I don't think the issue there was that I wanted to lose weight I think the issue is with the way that I felt that I needed to lose weight which was I wanted to be skinny as soon as I possibly Mm. could and so in Mm. my mind cutting my calories back to you know at one point I think it was like 800 a day which is absolutely fucked Mm -hmm. like that that was that was the bad part because I could have lost weight at like you know I don't want to talk about calories really but I could have just like tried to eat healthier and tried to like you know be in a calorie deficit a little bit and like very sustainably lose weight but I didn't do that because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be skinny as soon as possible because the goal was to be less embarrassed of my body and that's the thing like that was all coming from a space of like shame about the way that you look which is like so ingrained in us to feel shameful about the way that we look that even people who I know who literally have society's definition of a of a perfect body still feel shame because there is always something that we are not going to like there Mm -hmm. is always something that we're going to think we need to change because as well as that literally body trends go in and out of fashion uh in order to keep 
all of these like you know systems going with making us want to change things and buy more mm-hmm. and all of these kind of things and i like what you said about the fact that your goal there when you were doing that was to be skinny it wasn't to feel healthier it wasn't to feel more energized it was to be skinny and that is that is the biggest difference right mm-hmm. is like bodies are for example no matter what Kara or I did we would never have the same body never because that's not the way that we are designed we carry our weight entirely differently I don't have the same body as any of my friends right because Mm -hmm. like we are all so different and that's a really really beautiful thing I think when it comes to intentionally wanting to change your body I don't think there are bad things if it comes from a good space like for me personally like I love I would love to be more toned in my body and to have more strength in my body Mm -hmm. right so like in order for me to have more strength that toning is probably going to come come with that Mm -hmm. uh, because that's something that I want to work on for example that's not a bad thing because it's not like I'm coming from a space of like I'm going to over exercise I'm going to under eat I'm going to do all of these things it's like no this is just something that I would love to do through mindful movement and exercise right and I think I think the problem is that we're taught we need to go to extremes to achieve this. Whereas if we all, uh, you know, just live like a healthy lifestyle that was in tune with with what we want and our goals and things like that, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Exactly. And I think the irony is, is that when you are doing it in this like very shameful, like, uh, like highly pressured way where you're basically being like, I need to look this way to be happy or to be perceived mm. as pretty or whatever it is. The irony is, is that, at least in my experience, you kind of get into such a bad space that you don't feel that way anyway. Because when I was, Mm. like I said, like very, like restricting my calories a lot and like really not eating enough, I was losing like weight rapidly and I was much smaller than I am now. And now I look back on photos and I remember looking at those photos at the time and being like, I'm so fat. I feel awful. Look at my body. Like you're so hyper-focused. And this is why I guess the body neutrality like topic comes in it's like you're so hyper focused on this like um goal of losing weight that you become hyper focused on all the parts that you still want to change and also your mental Mm. health is struggling and you're feeling like crap and stuff like that so you're going to look at photos of yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and you're not going to feel good because you don't feel good in general it's the whole mind fuck of being in that space of just like negativity and shame and feeling like you're not good enough because it's never going to be good enough because it's just not coming Mm. from a good place yeah totally and that's why i think we need to focus more on how we feel and how you know Mm -hmm. food and movement makes us feel how the people around us make us feel how our work makes us feel all of these things are so much more important than what our body looks like because when we feel our best we think our body looks the the best right and like yeah that is the that is the thing we're so consumed by everything else going on around us we're so stressed about everything going on around us that we think that we need to make these changes to our body in order to feel good and that's the thing when we say that you know there's always going to be something that you want to change like there simply is always going to be something you want to change if you don't address the actual other things going on within your life, right? Because it's like Mm. I have felt the lowest in my body when I have been the thinnest that I have ever been or the fittest that I have ever been. I felt the lowest in my body 
because I wasn't surrounded by community. I wasn't eating nourishing food. Mm -hmm. I wasn't spending time with people that I love. I wasn't doing work that I enjoy, all of these things. And it's like if we shift the focus from our bodies and really like just focus on things that actually genuinely make us feel good Mm -hmm. and pour energy into that, the love for our body will come. Because our body allows us to do all of these things Mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree completely. The other thing I want to note is that if you are someone who gets a period, we know now that if you get your period, your body is on a cycle, like a monthly cycle, right? Where Mm -hmm. you literally will be, your weight will be fluctuating, how you feel will be fluctuating and all of these things. And these are things that I think we need to be really, really mindful of. And something I've tried to be mindful of is that like some weeks I'm like, why do I feel so shit mm-hmm. in my body? And then the next week I'm feeling really, really good. And I and I remind myself, oh, it's my period. It's literally my menstrual cycle yeah. that is making me feel it's this hormones. way. It's hormones. It's the way your body changes throughout the month. Yeah. 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 And so I think as well, I just want to quickly note that that is something to also be mindful as well if you're someone who has a menstrual cycle that that will be affecting you mm-hmm. as well. For sure. Anyway, let's move into how to deal with bad body image or in particular, like having a bad body image day. Do you feel like you have any advice on how you navigate this? I mean, I've never really, I never think about these things. Like how do you deal with bad body image days until we're asked about them, like for the podcast? Yeah, um, so true. <laughs> but I guess um, a few things that I do. Are, so the first thing is that, and this has only been in the past few years because we all know that I loved to keep my feelings inside for a very, very long time and not tell anyone. <laughs> um, but the past few years, I've really tried to lean into just like saying how I felt. Like, for example, like most of the time it's to you, you know, just at mm. home saying like, I feel whatever today or like today I'm conscious when I put on this of this thing on my body. And like, it's not mm. about having your friend or whoever, your partner or whoever you're telling. It's not about having them be like, no, you're beautiful. Like you, It's not about that. It's about just like expressing, you know, how you're feeling. And like for me, it's like even just like if we're going out together and I'm putting on like a dress or something like that and I'm like I'm feeling insecure about, I don't know, my arms today. The fact that like mm. if I am feeling some type of way throughout the night, which honestly rarely happens because what I've realized is that if I feel insecure before I go out, by the time I get out and I'm having fun, I'm having dinner or I'm like, you know, doing something with my friends, I tend to forget about my body because that's not the focus of the, the night or the day or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if, yeah. if you are feeling some type of way about your body, like having having someone like in your corner who's understanding how you feel and maybe you can check in with yourself or can, I don't know, just like – provide a little bit of like support is really helpful Mm. um I also think just remembering that every single person has days where they feel like crap when they look in the mirror like and Mm. that goes for like people who you think oh my god I'd love to look like them or like they look great and people like you know who would look at you and think the same way like everyone is feeling this at some point and maybe what I try and do is like not put too much emphasis on it like if I wake up one day and I'm like I feel really crappy in my body today I try not to dwell on that physical feeling of like I look bad if that makes sense like I try Mm. and do other things like I think like am I really tired do I need more sleep or do I need to go for a walk like have I not been practicing like any kind of like rest or self-care or anything like that like have I not been eating Mm. some things that make me feel really good or that feel healthy in my body and stuff like that or maybe I need comfort Mm -hmm. food and I do need to go and eat something that you know 
is purely out of like comfort and not, I guess, like health and like fueling your body Mm. in the best way it needs to be. Because that can also be like a really kind of like easy trap to fall into is like I feel crap and I want this, but this is not healthy and this isn't going to make me feel look good. And so I need to eat something else. And it's like, well, Mm. food is both comfort and it's like fuel. So you need to prioritize both equally. Um, Yeah. Other than that, like I, I just try and be a bit more kind to myself lately, I think. And just let myself know, like, it's it's not about, like, what I look like really at the end of the day. Like, obviously, mm. everyone wants to feel beautiful and I think everyone has a right to feel beautiful. But, like, it's about, again, not putting the emphasis on that even when it might be really front and centre in your mind. What do you think? How do you deal with your bad body image days? I honestly, like, completely agree with you. I also think there's a lot of power in, like, literally just taking, like, a 15-minute walk or mm. something that, like allows you to appreciate your body for what it is which is a vessel that allows you to live your life <laughs> which I know sounds woohoo but it's true um, because it's really really beautiful to be able to move and just like appreciate your body in that way but as well I really do think that the most powerful thing you can do is talk about it whether that be to yourself or to others like journaling can be really mm. powerful and just acknowledging the feelings as they come up Uh, And reminding yourself once again, we've said it all episode, (laughs) you are made to feel this way, you know, and it is, it is okay that you are not coping with um, having poor body image because uh, society doesn't want you to cope. Yeah. Not to be dismal. They want you to just like do the opposite of cope. They want you to change exactly and so i think when we really acknowledge that and acknowledge how um these things are coming up for us and stuff like that we can really go okay let's try and take my power back let's remind Mm. myself of who the fuck i am i am amanda duck dog or miss cara (laughs) reedy (laughs) and i feel empowered in the fact that i am a great friend a great partner a great daughter a great all of these things that i am that are not to do with my body yeah um you know we are so 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 much more than our bodies and uh even though it's hard learning to unlearn all of the shit that we've been taught it is a really empowering thing um to try and start doing yes i completely agree and i think that's a beautiful way to end the episode Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Reedy, for joining me today uh, for the podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this one. It's a topic we get asked about a lot, and it's really fun to be able to revisit and share some things that we have learned. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, we would really appreciate if you could share it with a friend. It really is the best way to help us out. And if you're in the financial position to help us out, you're more than welcome to join us on Patreon. We have memberships starting from $3 per month, but on our $5 and $9 per month tiers, you get bonus episodes, which we pour a lot of love into as well Uh, and we're always taking patreon requests for episodes anyway that's all love you cara (laughs) love you duck dog our first our first virtual recording session i think we did well well we'll find out when you're editing i know i was gonna say who knows we won't know until i edit it (laughs) if it comes together nicely (laughs) hoping for all the listeners sake that it does Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, have a beautiful day, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be in your ears next Friday morning. Love you. Bye. Bye.